Hello and welcome to Connected episode 209. We're recording this the day after Apple's iPhone event. So there are just a few things to talk about. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, Casper, and Eero. I'm Stephen Hackett, your host, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts. I have Michael Hurley. How are you? Oh, hi, matey. Ooh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Like a pirate thing going on? R. <laughs> Ten R. <laughs> there we go. There we go. It was a subtle it was a subtle little thing, but I'm pleased you got yeah. it. You got it. I, I, I picked up what you laid down, and we have mm-hmm. Federico Vitici. Hello. Ciao. How are you guys? Good. <laughs> Not piratey. I want to just ask you right away, Federico, because this has been this is I've been excited to hear this since yesterday because you were complaining about the way that you think Italians will say ten R, and I would like to. I just want to hear it right now. How do you think that your friends and family will will describe that phone? What will they call it? So, the other phone they call it the XS. Um, <laughs> the ten R, um, it's the XR. Oh, I love it though. No, no. no see, you don't like it because it's it's you you understand it all. But that sounds so exotic it, to me. No, it sounds like it sounds like like a shop back in my hometown that sells paint. Like it's it's a terrible. <laughs> it's such a terrible name. It's We're like, so proud to unveil the iPhone paint shop today. It's like <laughs> XR, It's like it's like I don't know. It sounds cheap and like. I don't know. It sounds like a license plate or something. It's just, it's just a terrible sound in Italian. I don't know. See, I can't say it because I can't roll my R's like you can. You can, you say, can. You can say R. With the, see, I can't do the rolling. You can do the, can do the, rr, rr. the uh, da, 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 da. That's as close as I can get. This also, is a new... hi. <laughs> it's a family podcast, guys. Pull it together. People might be driving right now. Well, well, this, is, uh, this is uh, ASMR uh, done by me. Uh, it's... <laughs> How would you say ASMR in Italian? <laughs> Do you want to know what the letters all yeah. spelled out individually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. ASMR. That's what oh, I would say. Oh, oh. Or there I could go. read it as a word. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, ASMR? <laughs> no, no. I preferred the letters. <laughs> the letters. Okay. Yeah, they sure. were way better. Why are we doing this, by the way? Because there's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> cool. <laughs> We're just riffing today. We just got to get those ad reads in. No, we have a lot of stuff to talk about, but we have a, a few sort of, um, it's not really follow-up, but just items that I wanted uh, I wanted to talk about. First up, we have some anniversaries amongst us that we should celebrate. I feel like I should do this because I don't have one, Okay, right? yeah, you do it. Yeah, you don't have anything going on. You celebrate us, please. I celebrate, I am in great celebration of my co-hosts because they both celebrate great things around this time. Uh, congratulations to Stephen for 10 years of 512 Pixels. Sounds like a eulogy. It sounds like a eulogy. What is... <laughs> yep, my, my friend. I miss my friend. Uh, congratulations, Stephen, on 512 Pixels. This, well, okay, the 10-year t- anniversary of your personal website, because it hasn't always been 512 Pixels, right? Yes. The original name was Fork Bomber, which is a programming joke, and it was in 2008, so I dropped the E before the R. That name did not age well, so I changed to 512 Pixels in 2010 or something. But yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. a decade of blogging at that site. It's all there in the archives. And uh, it kind of, it's really mind-blowing to me, but thank you for the uh, the kind words. 
And uh, Club Max Stories, the very exclusive and very wonderful website-based club, is three years old. Congratulations mm. to, on that, Federico. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Doesn't, Doesn't this line up with the website's anniversary, though? Or is, is that not true? Uh, what do you mean? Like, you didn't launch the club as an anniversary, like on an anniversary time for Max Stories, did no, you? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. No. Yeah, you you just chose the worst time of the year for for no specific reason, right? <laughs> it was just a, just one of my terrible ideas. Yeah, and now you're kind of bound to that. It was like if I could pick one time of the year where I'm not busy and and I could launch this messy project, what would it be? Of course, middle middle of September, like. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Yeah. Because you'll never have to deal with it again in mid September, right? You'll never ever do any kind of anniversary based things. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, two years time is going to be bad for you because that's going to be five years, and then you're going to have to do something big exactly during iPhone season. But I've left the best for last. I have you an may idea. Remember, well, I have, uh, before we go there, I have an mm-hmm. idea for what Federico could do. I think he should give away an iPhone on the fifth anniversary of the Club Max Stories. Ooh. Buy an iPhone and give it to a club member. That's a good idea. You should write that down. Be saving up for it. Or open an actual club in Rome. Or, now, yeah. stick stick with me here. You, mm-hmm. you create some sort of drawing. So you have everyone's, you know, personally identifiable, yet GDPR safe data. You could, um, in a GDPR safe way, pick a winner and go, like, fly to their house and help them for, like, <laughs> t- three days. You spend the night at their house, like, in the living room, building custom shortcuts for them whatever they need you go to their house and it's like it's like hands-on shortcut training with federico um sure that would be the new tier of club max stories Uh, (laughs) it's the white glove (laughs) tier yeah you know i always i always wanted to actually to join an actual club like one mm-hmm. of those, you know, exclusive clubs where like there's a president of the club and, you know, mm-hmm. they have yeah. meetings. But then the more like every time I research like actual clubs, it sounds super creepy. And Yeah, I've been and, watching Frasier right now. Mm-hmm. And Frasier and Niles are both a part of many clubs. And it is kind of right there, part of, like the, the wine club and the opera club and all those kinds of things. And it does look cool until they start doing like the initiation ceremonies. Yeah, and, like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so anytime I look into this stuff and it comes like initiation and like dinner and like we have these dinners at these villas and everybody get together, like this is ice white shot going on. I don't want any to do with this. All that season of Mad Men. <laughs> yes. but anyway anyway uh it is also a, a great anniversary because two years ago uh stephen hackett created pandemonium across the entire globe by saying that his iphone had a snake inside of it this is otherwise known as Hisgate. you may remember the the millions of views that stephen's video got on youtube as his phone was making a weird sound and then Stephen lived to regret that day. They should do. We should do like a like a "What are they now?" series on people <laughs> people who started iPhone gates, and we'll yeah. like, there would be an episode about Stephen. Gosh, if they, if they, yeah, if that thing kind of thing ever did happen, if anyone ever looked back in the history of this stuff, you are in that. Yeah, great! Congratulations, <laughs> great. Uh, I also want to point people to the uh, the B side of this episode. There'll be a link in the show notes where John Voorhees and I sat down to talk about the book Creative Selection. Who? Who joined, <laughs> who joined you? You did the show with whom, Stephen? It's a guy. It was John. 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 Yeah. John? Okay, your friend John. He has access to your WordPress. It's fine. Oh, God. 
we had a, a nice conversation about it. We were, we were going to talk about the book on the show, but like it's we're such a crazy time. Uh, but we want to get something out. So it is uh, in the show notes, like half an hour. I enjoyed the conversation. And a spoiler alert, the book's pretty good. So uh, I think that you will enjoy that that conversation I had with John. I know I did, because John's great. You just knew you wouldn't be able to get me to read the book. That's true. We're having fun today. We're going to have a lot more fun today, but we should actually get truly serious for a moment because it is uh, the month of September and the month of September is Child Cancer Awareness Month. And every year we do this where uh, Stephen sets up a page um, for the St. Jude. Is it a marathon? It is. So this year, uh, all three of our kids are doing the kids marathons. This is cool. They run all their miles like in the neighborhood and we do the last mile together as a family downtown with like people cheering and, and stuff. So it's it's a lot of fun. So that's what we're doing as a family this year is the, the Kids Marathon. So there will be uh, links in the show notes, two links. One which is a link straight to St. Jude's uh, donation page. There is another link to a piece that Stephen wrote about what September means to him and his family and to many families across the world. Um, you should first go and read that piece and then take all of the emotions that you get from it and turn those into cash and give that money to St. Jude um, because they deserve it, because it's an incredible place that does incredible things. Uh, Stephen and the Hackett family want to raise $20,000 this year, so they're already halfway. I, you know, This is a time where we're all about to put obscene amounts of money into technology. Maybe just siphon off a small amount and give it to St. Jude instead. It's a good idea. Thank you, Mike. I think it's, I think it's a great idea. It's always hard to transition out of that, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna do it, and we're gonna get into uh, some sort of like mini topics before we get into the meat of the keynote. Uh, the first, I just wanted to mention briefly, the leak situation this year is not great. <laughs> Last year yeah. it was firmware. This year it's all from the website. Uh, we had the stuff that. Uh, our dear friend of the show, Mr. Rambo, found, but then we have a dear friend of the show. He's been upgraded. Uh, and then we had a sitemap get published a couple days ago and, and had URLs and names and all sorts of stuff in it. There's two pretty significant leaks, both from the website sort of product marketing, whoever, you know, group with an Apple, uh, which is different. It's a new place for them to leak. I'm just curious if you guys had any had any thoughts on that. Like for me, at least, it feels like this is inevitable. And as Apple continues to grow and they have more people working on more things, it's harder to keep everything buttoned up. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Do you, are you guys surprised that it happened again? I understand how, like the you know those images that came out that we were talking about last week. I understand how that happened. It was still stupid, but it happened. I cannot believe that the sitemap stuff got out after the image stuff got out. Like, it seems really wild to me that... And I know they have a lot to do, right? I know that there must be so much to do that day, but I feel like the processes have to be different. They know people are, like, digging for absolutely anything. It it, it just it seems so strange to me right now that, that this stuff can still be happening. This wasn't as bad as last year, right? Like, last year was a unmitigated disaster for everything that got out from the firmware leaks and stuff, and then the iOS uh, GM leak that came out from, like, that carrier or something that had an emoji in it and stuff. But this one, it's just, like, another... It seems like they're not having problems so much now necessarily with people leaking stuff, like telling stories to other people, 
where they're falling down is the operations and like managing. And it's it's funny if only an operations guy was in charge. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I don't really believe it, but I couldn't help it. Uh, but it's it's just funny to me now that it seems like the problem that Apple is having keeping their stuff under wraps is process issues. Mm-hmm. Like the last two years, it's been a lot of process stuff where the biggest leaks are coming from. I, I think too, more people are looking, right? Like I'm sure uh, these uh, this writer who found the sitemap thing, like they were monitoring for that. They made a guess that, this is part of the website that's got to get updated, and they were watching it somehow. And I think there are just more people paying attention to everything now, and that's only going to continue. As these things happen, people realize, oh, if I spend a little time and make some educated guesses, I'm able to br- may be able to break a story, uh, which is great. Like I'm not – like that's great. Uh, I think it's interesting. I think people should do it. But it's uh, it's got to be harder and harder for Apple to do this sort of things. Like you said, updating a major website is like a lot of work. And Apple historically has had issues with that. It used to be that the website would be down for a while after events or like you'd refresh a page and it was just super broken for a few minutes. They've gotten better over time. And I would imagine that this won't happen again, that they now have processes in place of you don't update the sitemap until you know, the keynote's done, and, and maybe that means the website will take longer to be updated in the future, but that's better than it leaking from Apple's perspective. Uh, so I'd imagine they're having some some meeting and some, some planning changes now, uh, how to avoid this in the future. Yeah, I mean, it just feels inevitable at some point that um, you, you just need to test um, some of these things in a production environment. Like, it seems uh, impossible to just assume that Apple has a staging site and they test everything on the staging site and then they just go live in production without having actually tested anything on the real website. So they need to perform some of these tests. Um, should they be better at it? Should they be smarter at it? At it, Or maybe just do it in some countries with some uh, different processes? Maybe. But there's just going to be people looking at this stuff all the time. And so I don't know what the solution is. Um, the sitemap one feels, um, like feels like something that could have been prevented, maybe. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like at this kind of scale, with this kind of attention, um, people are going to be looking for anything they can find. And, I mean, it could be worse, right? It could be like you leave your, your new iPhone in a lift or something, as it happened to, you know, to the Google Pixel. Um, yeah. Still, uh, this stuff... Uh, and there's people who get really upset about, about these leaks, like uh, people who get like, upset on a personal level. They're like, it's like... I see people saying it's like their Christmas got ruined or something. Like, this is not like I don't understand that kind of uh, that kind of frustration that comes with the fact that some people were able to get their hands on a unannounced products or details from Apple. Like, it's not like they they killed your family or something. Uh, so wow. Uh, I mean, I'm just speaking my mind. It's like I see people mm-hmm. get really upset on Twitter about you know when when leaks happen, and I get it. Like if you work at Apple, I get it that it's a disappointment. But people who don't work at Apple, and people who don't have friends or close friends or friends of friends or family that work at Apple, why do you get so upset? I don't get it. People like surprises. Speaking of surprises. There'll be a HomePod update coming next week. Uh, we knew there was going to be some stuff because they, they were going to support series shortcuts and other things. But let me just run down this list and uh, maybe we can gauge how excited we are about these features. So series shortcuts are coming. Thumbs up. Well, that's already supported now, actually. I, I, I hate to be the well-actually guy. Uh, 
You can start teaching Splane. I'm, s- I'm, ju- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But most um, people don't have access to the shortcuts beta. So, like, we'll, we'll meet halfway. Uh, okay. Lyric search for music. Is this something that you guys are excited about? Like, yeah. the Echo does this, and I actually have used it several times. And it's it's have, handy when you need it. I have never gotten a positive response anytime I've ever tried to do this on any device ever. I don't know why. I just... It never works for me. It's because you entered the wrong lyrics, Mike. No, but I'm good That's at what? lyrics, and I will not accept it <laughs> any other way. <laughs> Maybe I'm better at lyrics than the machines, right? I know more words wow. than they do. I don't know what it is. <laughs> okay. okay. Do you have rage against the machines about it? Mm, Ooh, that's, that's that's a good oof. reference. Uh, okay. Phone calls. You can make phone calls on your HomePod. Oh, finally. See, this Another is device good. that I need to make phone calls on. I don't want to make phone calls on my phone. <laughs> I, <laughs> I okay. almost always take phone calls uh, with my AirPods. Like if I have a call scheduled with somebody that's not on Skype, uh, I always use AirPods. I don't – and I, I can do that. I can p- I pace around my office when I'm on phone calls. And like throw my tennis ball against the door, and like I just like I need to walk, and the HomePod would let me do that. But I already have AirPods, so like this doesn't do much for me. Yeah, I just want to call my mom from my HomePod. So <laughs> why though? What? Because I'm a good son, and I call my no, but, mother. Uh, yeah, but like okay, no, no, no. I call my mom too. But why do you want to do it on your HomePod? Uh, because it, uh, you can because have your mother's means... voice booming nah, throughout nah. the entire home with your three HomePods chained together. I'm not gonna yeah. do that. I just think it's convenient because it means I can call my mom while I'm doing something else. So I can, for example, I could be cooking and just got, uh, just ask the HomePod to call my mom. And I wouldn't have to use my phone and get, you know, soap or sauce or whatever on my phone. I wonder how well it. He- I wonder how well the person on the other end hears. I, I'm intrigued to try this. I want you to try this when it, when it, when it happens. I want you to call me and then you can cook something and we'll see if we can have a conversation. We'll find out. Like, okay. Okay. Sure. We have find my iPhone, so you can ask the HomePod, just like you can on the watch, to make your iPhone or iPad or whatever make some noise. I think this is great because I use this pretty I'm often. I'm happy about this yes. because since I stopped wearing my Apple Watch, this is something that I miss. So I'm pleased about this. But here's a question. Whose phone does it ping? Is it just the one attached to it? The one with personal requests, I would, I would assume. I, I, would, I would assume that, but I wonder. So if you are in an iCloud family deal, like, like we are in our household, in Find My iPhone, I can see all my wife's devices. And that was not possible before we were in an iCloud family. So I do wonder if it will tap into that. My guess is, is that it won't. And it will just use the sort of paired iPhone, which is like still a limitation of the HomePod that it's, it's basically like the personal data is tied to one device and it doesn't have multiple accounts yet. When I was watching the event yesterday um, and they did the Mission Impossible video, right? Which, by the way, Tim Cook trolled us all so good. It's the best thing when he sent out that tweet, right? And then deleted the tweet and then it tied into the video. Very, very good work. Very trolled good. us all perfectly. It's very good. Um, but the the lady, she she says like, ahoy, telephone, right? She, she uses the Siri call phrase and my HomePod went off. Oh, yeah. Same. And I was like, Great work, yeah. Apple. Did a good job. Did a good job. Well done. So proud of you. Maybe they just don't think that, you know, many people have a HomePod. I don't know. <laughs> it's like it's just 10 people. So how much trouble could it cause? Yeah, well, they, they've sold 10, so they sold it to Federico three times. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just seven, just seven other people. Me. The three of us make up half of the ownership of the HomePod. That's right. <laughs> uh, and finally, I saved what I think is the best for you last. You buried the lead. 
support for multiple timers. This for me is like one of them. I have two things that keep me using the Echo. This is one of them. The other one, I don't know if they're ever going to change, which is the ability for me to order my groceries directly through the grocery provider that I use. I can't see that changing. It seems unlikely. But the multiple timers thing, that is massive for me to be able mm-hmm. to set those up when I cook. Um, so this is this is another really big point ticked off, which should have, I mean, we've complained about it for the last year. Should have been there from day one, but I'm pleased that it's that it's happening. So I have a, a echo story for y'all uh, that right. reminded me of it. So you know, I bought a HomePod. I tried it in the kitchen, and my entire family revolted and said, "Put the echo back." A lot of it was the multiple timers and some of the other stuff that they've added since. But what I'm running into now is frustration with the echo because it will sometimes just forget about smart home devices. Like I've got mm. these iHome, like they plug into the wall and you plug a light into them. So they just cut the power on and off. The Echoes will just uh, sometimes forget about one. It's like, hey, turn on the dim light. And it's like, I don't know about dim light. Please add it to you. It's like, what are you doing? And But HomeKit has never forgotten about it. And so when this update comes out, I'm going to put the HomePod back in the kitchen for like another test because I think the updates they've made to it would allow it to replace just about everything we use the Echo for. We, you do music. We do multiple timers when we cook, and we do, hey, play us the news. And you can do that on the HomePod as well. And uh, the other stuff, you know, the home, all my smart home stuff is both Echo and HomeKit aware. Uh, I would lose voice command of the Roomba, which is like the best thing in the world, but I would get over it. Um, so I think we're going to, I think I'm going to give the HomePod another shot in, in the kitchen uh, after this update, and I will, uh, I'll report back to see how that goes. Yeah, I, I it really is like the groceries thing. We use it so much that it would that would it it'd be frustrating because it's not even just a list. Like it literally adds the thing we ask for to our shopping cart. So when we do our grocery deli- order for delivery, it's already in there. It's very clever and it's an echo skill. And I don't, I can't imagine a way that the HomePod will, at least in the near future, be able to make that any better. So that's it's a shame, but. The HomePod is getting better. All right. We should probably talk about those new iPhones. But before we do, let me thank Squarespace for the support of this show. Make your next move with Squarespace. They let you create a website for your next idea. You can grab a unique domain name. You can take advantage of award-winning templates and have everything backed up with 24-7 customer support. Squarespace are an all-in-one platform. They give you all of the features that you need and back it up with with the support that you're going to potentially need, right? Like if you're a person who's new to this kind of thing, you've never built a website before, maybe you get stuck in some places, that's why Squarespace offers that support. But I have built many websites in Squarespace and I have absolutely zero experience with how to build websites. Like I don't understand how to, to write code to build websites i don't know any of this stuff but squarespace's tools and the platform that they've created means that you don't need to know any of that stuff all you need to know is what you want to make and they have the tools to help you do it you can add store functionality blog functionality you can put music players in there you can put maps in you can put contact forms in it's all drag and drop it's so easy to use it's why i've used squarespace time and time and time again over like the last 10 years There is nothing to install or patch or upgrade. They've got all of that stuff covered for you. 
seriously, if you've never tried it out before or maybe you've got a new project in the works or you're fed up with the way that you're currently uh, using or working with your stuff online, go and sign up for a free trial, squarespace.com slash connected. No credit card needed to do it. You can play around with Squarespace and see if it's right for you. And then when you're ready to launch your site out to the world, you can sign up for a plan. Their plans start at just $12 a month, but you can get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain when you use the offer code connected at checkout. So that's squarespace.com slash connected and the code connected to get 10% off your first purchase at Squarespace. We thank Squarespace for their support of this show and Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So we have new iPhones. Woohoo! What a surprise. <laughs> Who knew? I think we're going to treat this episode as if you basically know the news at this point. Yeah. I think that's the safe way to handle it. Can I talk about our thoughts and reactions to it? If you don't know the news, then I would like to recommend that you listen to episode 210 of Upgrade, because we went through a lot of the news, so you can go and check that out. And when you come back, we'll be here for you, and then we can continue. So, Stephen, continue. Okay. I will uh, I will continue now. So, we've got the S-phones, and uh, I, w- I want to see what you guys think about this. I-, I sent sort of like two reactions to this in the community, one that... This is kind of like a boring S upgrade year to the iPhone 10 with the the new 10S and the 10S Max. And then I get the sense that this is also like people also like really excited about these new phones, particularly the larger one, which I want to talk about sort of separately in a second. But first, like, do you guys fall in one of those two camps of this is kind of like a a ho-hum year for the iPhone or is this a bigger deal than maybe it lets on? I don't think it's a bigger deal. Um if you look at the if you look at the improvements in terms of like the camera or uh we just saw today some the first um benchmarks from Geekbench for from I suppose reviewers who just tried um the new phones it doesn't feel like a huge bump compared to the to the 10 um but I try I try to keep you know I try to keep an open mind and I try to listen especially to the to the to the word of the people and in this in my case the people would be my girlfriend from last night um, we watched the keynote together and she summed it up the iPhone section um, quite nicely I would say she said that the technical parts were boring so she just got up and did stuff around the house <laughs> and that the the phone she said so it's basically bigger and a bit faster um which i think for the 10s and the 10s max um i think it's a good summary honestly it's a bit faster and the fact that the cpu name is the same kind of hints at that and it's bigger so if you were looking for a for you know the plus sized um, iphone 10 this is it so it's a new phone but also it's kind of not new in the sense that besides the camera stuff, which we're going to talk about, I don't think there's any major difference yet. Um, I I guess we'll see if maybe more stuff um, is added exclusively for the 10s family with 12.1, which sh- should come in sometime in the fall. Uh, I could see some features being exclusive to the iPhone 10s, but also I don't think we're in for that kind of... Uh, major revelation of oh so this is why you know we didn't see much software at the september event because apple was saving all of these exclusive features for the 10s for 12.1 i don't think that will be the case um so it's a spec bump here basically and there's a bigger phone it's about what i expected though like i 
I wasn't expecting there to be anything huge because Apple kind of gave themselves a pass, right? Because if you think about like the last four iPhone updates before this, they were starting to get really tired, right? Like kind of getting to like the seven and the, the, you know, like in the going into like the eight and stuff. It's like, "Mm, I'm bored of this now, right? Like I feel like I'd seen that phone over and over again. And the 10 was such a huge jump that they've given themselves like a few years runway before they really need to do something big again, you know, because, you know, as we were just talking like last, maybe last week or the week before, like super happy with my iPhone 10. Like I don't feel like I need to replace it right now. If I wasn't somebody who, uh, was really like interested in a different sized phone. I wouldn't be like super enthused to get the 10s because the 10 is so good, right? Like, and the 10s, just the standard 10s, doesn't add a ton, right? You know, like I would always get it because of the situation that I'm in, right? Like, where like people expect because they want, I want to be able to talk about it. But if I was just like an average consumer, I probably wouldn't upgrade to the 10s, and I think that's totally fine, right? Like as a, as a, as a choice to make. Um, I might actually upgrade in a different direction, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, but I think the big thing here, the the kind of the thing that's made this, whatever the feature would be for the S year, is the fact that the iPhone X is now a line of phones, right? Like there are three of them now. Like that is the thing. Like the feature this year is that you have a choice and you can make some choices about the phone that you want to buy and those choices give you different advantages different disadvantages it's up to you as opposed to like adding touch id or 3d touch or whatever they've just made everything about the 10 a little bit better in the places that it matters and then they've also expanded it into a product line um like that i think you know we look back right at these S revision years and we're like, Oh, like the five S was when they introduced touch ID and the three GS was when video became a thing. And, and uh, the six S got 3d touch, right? Like we look back each year, like all oh, that S revision brought this. And I think that in a couple of years time, the 10 S revision was when they had three funds for sale that were all new, which, yeah. you know, it's also the first time in a couple of years where the the regular size phone and the big one are the same device, right? So you, for a long time you had the dual cameras on the plus and not on the not on the the, the regular size phone. When, when did that start? The uh, I guess the seven and the eight. So now with the 10s and the 10s Max. You're really just picking between size. You know the the other the other metrics are are going to be the same, and I think that's a, that's an interesting change as well from how they've done it how they've done it in the past. You, you spoke about the Geekbench score. I think we should talk about the CPU a little bit. Uh, Apple, of course, always spends time on that. Uh, they spent a lot of time on it in this keynote. This keynote felt padded out in a few different areas. This was one of them, in in, in my opinion, talking about the neural network and all the things that it could do. It'll make Face ID a little bit faster. Face ID is the same. It's the same you know, sensing hardware, but uh, it should just be able to do the, the computational stuff a little bit quicker. Talked about real-time Core ML, uh, talking about how they've hooked the neural net up to the image signal processor with the camera. So now it's doing like, what do they say, like a trillion operations every time you take a photo? Like that doesn't... <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was funny to me where they were like, oh, we've gone from me, 2 billion to a trillion. It's like these are just, just numbers. It doesn't mean anything. I mean, 
to me. To me, 200 billion sounds bigger than 1 trillion. I mean, you have 200 they, versus 1. Or they well, could have said 900 syllables. billion. You know. Right, like it takes you a longer time to say it, so it kind of feels bigger. <laughs> it feels bigger. Like I was not impressed when he said, and we went from 200 billion to 1 trillion. It's like, wow. Well, it's not surprising, though, because like those numbers are beyond average comprehension. Like, right, yeah. like I have no scale anymore. Like, if you can go from 200 billion to a trillion, mm-hmm. <laughs> then like what you've done, I can't fathom because you've taken like it took you so long to get to 200 billion, and then you're just like, oh, whatever. Like, we'll just by these massive factors, we've increased it. Like, at that point, it's like, I can't. I can't comprehend what that means anymore. Like, is that a really good thing or is it just like an average thing? I have no idea. Yeah, they should start giving um, performance updates in with practical stats. Like, before you could edit like a 4K video, uh, you could export a 4K video in 30 seconds. Well, now you can do it in 20. And then I can I sort of understand. That, I think they do that where it's possible. I don't really think there's a way. Because like... What this is kind of enabling is like, oh, we can do, we can make the pictures better. It's like, well, that's not a quantifiable thing. You're like, oh, pictures will be two times better. Like, you can't, that's not a statistic you can give, right? So it's just like, uh, everything, you'll be four times more handsome in this photo. (laughs) This picture is twice as better as the iPhone X. Sure. You know, this picture is blow away. Like, so we we went with CPU names, right? We fell into the trap in believing that the CPU name would change every year. Um, clearly we've now found out that like there is some kind of like naming scheme that oh, Apple it's, has. It's going to change next year. It for will sure, change though. next year for sure. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I was really confused for the first 10 minutes of them talking about the CPU. I was like, that's the same one because yeah. I couldn't remember the numbers or I could remember there was the name. But it's, I, I think it's the, it's the, it's the trillion that gave it away. You know, like <laughs> when, when they did the, the one trillion, I knew that was the new one. Because the old one didn't have trillions, just billions. Um, That's true. That's during true. that part of the presentation, my girlfriend got out, got out of bed, and she's just like, "This is boring. I don't care." Like, <laughs> watch these things in bed. That's so cute. We TV were does. lying in bed and watching on the big TV because so we have true. a 57-inch or something TV. So yeah. Oh, you have that in the bedroom. You don't have that in the living room. We do. We do. Oh, yeah, it's in the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Adina are watching it together at home, uh, and it was funny to see the moments where she would just pick up her phone. <laughs> Just like mm-hmm. start going on Reddit or something. It's like, okay, this part's boring for you. Yeah, they got deeper into some of that tech stuff th- this time. And uh, so, we should, so we should talk about, we, we almost talked about it. So the name is A12 Bionic. They reused Bionic from the A11. Our guesses last week, just to review, none of us got this right. Federico said A12 Nitro. I said A12 Supersonic. Mike said A12 Momentum. Kate said A12 Cannon and Mike's Stephen Brown Smith said Mike's A12 name Plasma. Is terrible. Mike's A12 no, it's so bad. It is it's not so bad. bad. It's bad. It's terrible. You should Ooh, not be nitro. in charge. You should nitro. not be in charge of picking CPU names. Supersonic, nitro. I think, was the best out of them. Cross that off your resume, Mike. The, you're A12 not good at Fast this. and Furious. That's what you're picking over there, <laughs> Mr. Nitro. When they have to brand the CPU names, you know, Apple's doomed. So the question is, Federico, you put this in the show notes. The question is, who are these demos yes. for? Like, who who yes. is benefiting from these explanations? Like, they announce every time you announce these 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 apps and these games, you know, this this parade of people coming on stage and walking off stage and doing demos. Like, who cares about this stuff? Like, consumers 
nobody, nobody's talking about. Like, it's not like my mom is calling me. She's like, oh, did you watch the demo for the new game by Bethesda? It's like, no, my mom doesn't care. My mom just knows that there's a new iPhone. TV doesn't care. Like, I was watching the news today, and of course, there was a segment about the new iPhones. It was super generic information. They actually called it the Steve Jobs Center instead of the Steve Jobs Theater. So this sort of gives you the idea of the attention to detail that the mainstream media has to this kind of stuff. Um, The press doesn't care. Like, you don't see articles about, oh, and here we break down the demos from the Apple conference. No, nobody cares about the demos. I have like, my it theory. Feels right? to me, I have my theory. It feels to me as if they do demos just to feel, well, for petting, for the event, to just occupy okay. time when they need it. And just because they need, like, some kind of visual reinforcement for the things they just announced. But in practice, most demos are useless. And... This is just my personal opinion. It just feels like a waste of time. Like, you just needed to feel time. I think the reason that they do it is to validate the claims that they're making. Like, they're, it's attempting yeah, at validation of saying that this CPU is better because it can do these things. Because if they don't do that, what else are they talking about? Right? I, like, I if, if they can't... Like, because what they're saying to you is, this phone is faster because we did this... And then they're like, look at all these things that are now better that couldn't be done before. And I agree that that is almost in service of nobody, right? Because it's just like consumers don't care about it. I think it is for the press. It is to just when you're thinking about this phone and writing about this phone, you're now aware of the fact that this thing is faster because here's our receipts. Like here is our proof of it being better and faster. Because if they don't talk about it being better and faster, like what else was is there right like in in especially mm. in an s year like what are you gonna what are you gonna do because well, i would i would say the photography section is almost as boring for me or it's like look at this picture mm-hmm. look at this picture <laughs> and this one <laughs> and this one. it's like i need one one and then show me like when they're showing me like the depth of field stuff, which is really cool, and I can't wait to play with that. Right, that is fun to see because you're showing. Me, but like, look how good this picture is. Look at the water on this guy's hair. Like, <laughs> look at the water. I was like, I don't, I can't take that picture. Like, it doesn't matter if you give me the phone. It, I can never do that. Right, like, but so it's it's like a similar thing for me. It's like I can't. At least I can play the Bethesda game. I can't well, take a picture this, like that. <laughs> this demos would be more effective is if there was like a before and after. Like, show me the game running terribly on an iPhone 8. <laughs> or, or take a picture with an iPhone 3GS and then, <laughs> right? <laughs> but like the real thing you actually want to see is, in serious, it's like take that picture of the iPhone 10 and then take it with a 10s. But they won't do that because the difference won't be big enough. Right, and so, they they won't do it because some of these old phones they keep selling, and it's not like they can say, "Well, yeah. look how crappy this well, phone yeah, right. is." <laughs> <laughs> so, like you know, I, the thing is, like I don't know, like you've all of this stuff, especially in the SES, that they just feel like they have to show something to to back up their claim, because otherwise, all it is is just like we were just talking about it—the two billion, right, or the trillion. That means nothing. At least the basketball guy, whilst I kind of whatever, at least it's showing something that it can do, right? Where they're like, look, we couldn't do this before. This is the kind of stuff that can happen now. And whilst that is applicable to barely anyone, right? Like, 
are you playing basketball at a close to NBA level? Then this app's for you, right? Like, I, I'm not 100% sure who that was in service of. I'm, no, I'm so glad it's here now because in secret, I have been training to join the NBA. Oh, finally, I knew finally, it. I finally can... he's taken the, he's taken it. Oh, whatever. It's, it's the push I needed. The technology will let me finally reach my full potential. All the all the vlogging and all the you know buying camera equipment and all the buying tripods and stuff was all in preparation for the moment where you can finally train, put your iPhone on a tripod and use the home court app to 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 monitor your your throws and your jumps and your elevation. Can we can we talk about the ten R? Please. Ten R. I really mm. want to talk about this phone because this is right, I'm gonna say, right, I've been talking for weeks about why I thought the ten R was a bad idea. I was totally wrong. You mean the nine, the iPhone nine? Yeah, the nine. Well, I was talking about the you, iPhone nine. You mean the ten C, the iPhone ten C, the mm. ten the, or the nine C is like what we were thinking of, right? Like it's going to be nine just like C's. the five C. No, but because we we're thinking like this is going to be just like the five C, it's going to be the iPhone nine, right? Like it will look like it, but it will be colors and it will fail because it will be old. Apple totally surprised me because. This the 10R is basically packed with everything the 10S has inside of it. Like pretty much the only differences are it has an LCD screen instead of an OLED screen and it has one camera. So like it's just missing the telephoto lens even though it can also do like software portrait mode photos. Like I was super surprised at how much new technology went into this phone like they have they have i'm really surprised that apple has found a way to pack this thing full of the new technology so really it's like you're getting a phone that looks like the 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 10 but it's cheaper and is in colors and it has all of the stuff that you might want i'm surprised i keep thinking about this and the more i think about it the more i feel like there's a catch somewhere um because it looks like an iphone 10 um, it's got the same design. It's got an LCD, but m- most people don't care. Like they don't care about LCD versus OLED. Like we care, but again, my friends don't care. It just it looks like an iPhone 10. That's what matters. Um, it's got portrait mode. It's done via software. And then I I started reading you know information that I was able to gather about this on Twitter and and some of the articles that I read. Um, I saw a bunch of tweets saying that uh, portrait mode done via software because of course it's a single lens. Um, it only applies portrait to people, therefore faces. So if you try to fake this portrait mode, uh, I guess with a dog, it, it will not work. Uh, so that's the first limitation. And then I also saw other tweets saying that of all the studio lighting effects, only three will be available on the on the 10R, which is also interesting. Uh, but that aside, like, what's the what's the difference? Um, I think it's the screen. Like, so. I agree with you. I think a lot of people either don't care or won't be able to tell the difference, right? I think that a lot of people wouldn't really see too much of a difference in the color or if they see it, like, this doesn't bother me. Like, this is a great great screen, you know, like, whatever. Especially if it's coming from another LCD phone. It's like, fine, this is going to be great. But, like, that, I expect, is, like, a huge cost-saving, the LCD over the OLED. And, you know, it's aluminium, doesn't have stainless steel. Like, I'm sure that they're... Basically, they have 
found a way to merge their processes, right? They really know how to make phones of LCDs in them, and they really know how to make this 10 shape now, and they've just found a way to smush it together and offer it for $750. Now, I did see something today. I saw this in MKBHD's uh, video. I looked it up, which is super strange. The resolution of the 6.1-inch LCD screen on the 10R is kind of weird. It's 1792 by 828. It's 326 ppi. So because of that, you actually can't watch 1080p videos on this phone because it doesn't go to 1080. You can only watch 720. Where well, like you, you can watch them, but you're not seeing it one for one. Yeah, sorry. That's, that is a better way of putting it, right? But like you're, you're not getting super high quality video on this mm. and the ppi is lower right so the 8 plus is 1920 by 1080 of 401 ppi the 8 is 1334 by 750 at 326 so it has the same pixels per inch as the 8 as the 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 xr 10r but the screen is so much bigger so you know I don't think that it's necessarily... I don't think this is a problem. I just found that interesting, right? That, yeah, like, it, maybe this it, is part of it. Like, that LCD panel that they're using is maybe not the highest quality panel they could have used, potentially. Well, I don't know. Yeah, it's the... Uh, I mean, it's basically like an iPhone 8 screen, but but just, like, more of it. Right? It's not stretched yeah. out. It's actually just, like, if you, had a, if you had a sheet of screen, they just cut a bigger chunk of it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is interesting. Again, I think it's something that... If it, I think the 10R buyer is someone who right now has an iPhone like 6S or 7. Yep, yep. For them, it's this the same resolution they've always had. There's just more mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, I it's, don't think that this is a problem. This was just no. an interesting tidbit. And it's it's a way to curb the cost some in a, in a way that doesn't really detract from the experience. So here's, you know, we talked, we've spoken so much about the 5C, but... The 5C was compromised because it was an iPhone 5 in a new case, and the new case highlighted that you bought an old phone. This is different because it looks just like the new phones, especially when you put it in a case. You know, the iPhone 5C case had all its holes punched in the back, so you could see your bright green phone shining through it. This in a black leather Apple case is going to look to almost everybody just like a 10. And uh, and that's fine, and because this phone isn't for people who like no, I don't think many people are going to go from the ten to the ten R or something like maybe some from like the six S plus or the seven plus to this. So you know they're going to see a little bit of reduction in screen quality, but I don't think this is a, a a bad deal. What's so interesting about this phone, like you said, Mike, it is very similar to the 10s it's the same as the 10s in terms of performance it may even benchmark faster because it has fewer pixels to push it uh you can get loads of storage you get a really good camera it has face id it has all this other stuff this feels like a product that like not from the tim cook apple like i i was really afraid that this phone was going to be Sort of a basically another five C. Like basically, they took the mm-hmm. the old iPhone ten and put it in a aluminum case, and they didn't do that. They made this phone that's sort of in between the ten and the ten S, but closer to the high end, and that is encouraging to me because Apple, like they could have made this phone less expensive, but they decided to make something good. It is still more expensive than the the eight that it replaces, but it's less expensive than the eight plus. So again, it's right in between. Uh, I think it fits in really nicely with what they're doing, and I'm glad that it's got the performance and so many of the specs from the new phone so it's not penalized out of the box by being uh, a year behind. Do we know the RAM of the of the 10R? 
Because if it's got less RAM than the 10s, I have a feeling that, and this is a really clever move if my theory is correct, um, that this phone will be successful because it's not a compromise right now. Unlike the 5C, you're not compromising on anything right now. But I have a f- I have a feeling that it'll, it will be a compromise eventually, um, perhaps in iOS 13 or iOS 14, when people will replace their 10R. Um, I have a feeling that whenever major new feature Apple is working on, it will be compromised on the 10R. If there's a difference in terms of RAM. If. Um, yeah, we don't if, know. If there's, we don't know. We don't know yet. Uh, I saw an article claiming that the 10R has 3 gigs of RAM, whereas the 10S would have uh, 4 and it wouldn't be unusual for Apple to limit, you know, functionality based on RAM. So uh, it's not a compromise now. And I think it's an excellent phone right now. And I keep looking for a catch and I couldn't find one, perhaps because there's no catch right now. But, I mean, I look at buying iPhones personally because I, you know, I always want the best. And I look at these expensive purchases and I'm like, this is an investment. And I know that whenever, whatever major iOS feature comes out, I will be able to run it because I got the latest and greatest. Um, with 10R, I think it, it's going to be an excellent phone for most people. I wouldn't buy it myself because I, I want to have the peace of mind that I will get all the possible iOS features and functionalities that I can get. And if it's got, even slightly worse specs than the 10s, I think that would be a real possibility eventually. Not this year, maybe not next year, but at least in a couple of years. If I didn't want the biggest phone, I would want to take a look at this because I would consider it because I love the colors so much. Because it really does have pretty much everything that I want, right, from the phone. Like it's fast and... Cam- I mean... I'm fine with the camera. I love the t- the dual camera system. It's really great, but like I'm I'm not wed to it. You know, like it's it it's a great advantage, but it doesn't significantly change my experience in any meaningful way. You know, like sometimes it's nice to zoom in on a photo a little bit, but like the photos are such high quality, you can zoom it in a software, especially when sometimes the phone does that for me anyway. But I think you know, but like I just got the placebo effect and just think it is always the second camera when it isn't always right. But those cameras, like I am a colors, I should say, I'm all about that coral color. Like it looks so good to me. Like the orangey, pinky one, I love. I love the look of that thing. The uh, it, they all look great. And you know, Jason was talking about the the glass back and the aluminum, like the color being slightly off. Uh, it's weird if you look on MKBHD's video. That difference changes based on the color. So like the yeah. the blue maybe a little bit closer than the coral, or you know whatever the case may be, but. I think they do look really nice, and I think people are really going to like them. I think it's going to be really interesting to see over time how these phones how these phones sell. So there's a there's a really good article by Ben Thompson that's in the show notes uh, called the iPhone franchise. You should definitely go read. Uh, but part of what he talks about, and part of what I, I think a lot of us are thinking about, is the mix of phones. So last year you had the eight and eight plus as sort of like the regular updated phone. And then you had the 10 on top as like the, the enthusiast device, but the 10 outsold the others every quarter that it was for sale. And now it's gone by the way, which I think is good because it helps keep this line cleaner than it would have been otherwise. And so now this year is like, they've got one sort of mainstream phone, maybe the 10 R and they've got the 10 S and the 10 S max on either side of it size wise, but both more expensive. So what is going to happen to the average selling price? 
I'm sure initially that the the iPhone XS and XS Max will sell very well. Driving up the ASP, we're all getting ready to talk about what we're going to order. All of our phones are going to be very expensive. You add Apple Care, you add the new Apple Care with loss prevention. It's even more expensive. But uh, you know, year you know quarter two, quarter three, quarter four that these phones are on sale, like will it fall a little bit? Will the XR be more successful than the eight and eight plus? I think there's a, that's a real possibility that the 8 and 8 Plus underperformed because they looked old compared to the 10. And I think a lot more people bought the 10 than I think I anticipated. I wasn't sure it was going to be the best-selling phone. Uh, and so I just wonder what that mix is going to be like. Will it continue to be that the most expensive ones sell the best? Or will it be that the 10R is so much better than the 8 and 8 Plus were in their day that it's going to do really well and drag the ASP down? Or is that balanced out that the 10s max is really expensive like i just this is going to be a very interesting number to watch because it'll give us an indication of how these things are selling uh, at large i just i'm anxious to see how that goes my theory will be that it won't change too much because it, but the, the the 10r might sell really well but the max only has to sell like okay because of the price that that's at mm-hmm that it would balance it that that's my theory my feeling on it like i don't think that they would have put these phones all out there into the world if they thought it was going to drag the asp down i I reckon apple's pretty steadfast in its belief that it won't do that and i expect that's one of the reasons that the 10 did not change in price that it stayed at 999 which was a surprise to me i was expecting that to go down to to maybe like 899 i didn't think that the 10 would stay at 999 but it has so, uh, what are we ordering then, uh, Federico? What are you What are you getting? All right, so uh, we're talking iPhones now. Um, so I thought about this, and I'm going to go with Tennis Max, uh, two fifty six, Space Gray. Just keeping it classic. You on Space Gray? Space Gray, okay. yeah. And with the case, with the case, um, I don't, I don't know if the, if the English name is the same one, uh, Lavender Gray. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Same name. Uh, uh, I don't think it's lavender gray. I think it's just lavender. Oh, it's it's called grigio lavanda in, in Italian. Ooh. So, lavender oh. gray. Yeah. God, we're having a great time today mm-hmm. with all this beautiful Italian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me see. No, it is lavender gray. Oh, okay. It's lavender, lavender gray. gray. I stand there corrected. You go. Fake yeah. news. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Do you want to tell us what you want next? <laughs> I'm going to do the 256 gig uh, max. I've talked about this before. I generally alternate colors. But I really don't like the space gray back, but I love the black stainless rim. And so I'm going to do what I did last time. And I'm going to have my phone and my iPad. And last year, it was like whatever device came up first. Like my phone, my, I think I bought it on my iPhone last year. That was going to be silver. If I bought it on the iPad, it was going to be space gray. I think I'm going to do the same thing mm-hmm. this year and leave it to chance. Uh, the gold looks really good. It's just not, it's just not for me. Um, but I appreciate that. I think a lot of people are going to really like it. I do, however... No case? Um, a case? Uh, I'll order the black leather one, uh, as I have, and right. use it sometimes. Uh, I have it on now because, as I discussed last time, I broke the back of my phone a little bit. Okay. Uh, yeah. That crack is spreading, which is troubling. Of course it is. I'm going to keep the iPhone 10. Uh, I'm going to get it fixed uh, after my new phone shows up. But I'm a little... I'm excited about the Max. I'm going to order it. But I'm a little concerned it's going to be a hair too big. It is the size of the old Plus phone, but it's all screen. And the, that upper part of that screen is going to be really far away. Uh, I hope that it sticks. I want it to stick. I want this phone. I want the battery life. Uh, I like the size. 
uh, but it's going to take some getting used to again. And uh, so I, I am ordering it, but I, I'm reserved a little bit that it may not be right for me in the long run. So I guess we'll see. Control center is going to be useless on this uh, thing. It's like wasted. It's going to be awful. It's <laughs> just like, hey, Siri, open control center. It's the only way <sighs> that we'll be able to deal with it. Yeah, I don't know what it's going to be like, right? Like going to that size again because of the pure screen size. Like, obviously, I'm going with the max and I will find a way to make it work for me, but it may not be a one handed device anymore. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm obviously going 10S Max. Uh, okay, so ideally, I will get the 256 gold. That is ideally what I will get. Um, because I think the gold looks really good. Uh, I am also open to 512 and or space, uh, and or silver, I should say. It all just depends on what I can get, right? Mm. Like, mm. if I, if the 256 gold, if I miss it or it's sold out, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, no iPhone. I will go for 512 gold, and if I can't get that, then I will try 256 silver or 512 silver because I want a phone on the day one. So ideally, I want the 256 gold. Um, I love the gold. I think it looks awesome. I can't wait to see it in person, but everything I've seen of it, it's like, yes, that looks so good. Uh, I will get a case, which does kind of make me sad, right? Because I, 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 I like the way these phones look, but I have to put them in cases. Uh, and I will get the blue Horizon mm-hmm. case because I think blue and gold is an excellent combination. So that's what I'm going to go for. Um, I do want to say, right, so it does feel super weird to be ordering the phone tomorrow. It feels too soon from the announcement, right? Because it's Wednesday to Friday. Um it's just one one less day than normal. Don't that's quote all. me on this, but I just feel like the ordering process is not going to be as stressful this year as you last year. You just said it on a podcast. I, uh, it's impossible to well, not no, quote No, I can you. say it, but you can't quote me on it, right? Like, I've just said it, but I've uh, we all signed the, the non-quote I agreement. I haven't signed anything, so... Yeah, I mailed that out to tens of thousands of people. <laughs> but I... Uh, and, and if anything, it's just because last year... Last year, we thought it was going to be really bad, and it ended up to be, like, okay, mm-hmm. right? Because everyone was saying, oh, it's not going to be in. I'm confident that there will be as many as there should be, if that makes sense, right? Like, it will be, like, a regular release. As long as you're there at the start, you'll probably get what you want. All right. Which was mostly what it was like with the 10, but we were all freaking out beforehand, thinking there was going to be, like, five per country. So it's that time of the year again. Pre-order tips with Federico time. Um no, because yeah. your tips last year were a bust. Well, you didn't apply my tip correctly, so there's a new oh, and improved yeah. version of this segment. Uh, this oh, so he he got it wrong, but you still improved it anyways? That sounds He like got it wrong, but I, I, I improved the way that I describe my instructions so that people like Mike will not get it wrong this time. My instructions had, <laughs> had a part that <laughs> was implied, and Mike went uh, the wrong direction. Um, so... Today, go through the Apple Store website or app on your iOS device and mark the stuff you want to buy, you want to pre-order tomorrow as a favorite. Um, so whether it's an iPhone or a case or an Apple Watch, hit the heart icon and add it to your favorites. Confirm that the items you want are in your favorites um, section of your account, of your Apple ID. Uh, make sure that your credit card is up to date and that it works and that your bank is not going to flag the transaction or anything like that. 
Um, tomorrow, wake up, I would say 30 minutes before the pre-order, have a coffee, make sure you're awake, have multiple devices ready to go, ideally on separate networks. We've been them before. Keep your computer on Wi-Fi, keep your phone with the Apple Store app on 4G. Try to use both the store website and the Apple Store app. You may have better luck with one of them. Last year, my friends Mike and Steven, I think you guys used the app, I used the website. So uh, there's CDN involved. So your friend might see the Apple Store website already up in the United States, but maybe it's still down in Europe. Uh, you just got to keep refreshing and eventually it will work. Now, last year, if I'm correct, Mike, you wasted time deciding during the checkout process whether you wanted to have the phone delivered or, or go pick it up at the store. No, my problem was I wanted to do pickup, but I wanted to choose right, my store. Right, Okay, don't do that. But I have to do that. No, why? You're just going to waste There's time. There's like a specific store that I need to go Can to. It, That's the problem. Why don't you have it delivered to your house? Because then the deliveries never arrive. They never come. All right. So if you're like Mike, uh, I'm afraid I cannot help you because you're going to... You're going to have to spend a few seconds either entering your zip code or picking from a list of stores nearby. Like all these, all these interactions count when everybody's trying to buy an iPhone, whether it's Safari asking you for location access or typing your zip code. Like you're going to waste a few seconds doing this. And if you absolutely need to do it, do it. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's like I have to pick it up from the store. Okay. Okay, I get it. All right. And and I have to choose the store that if I want to pick you, it up from. If you can stay at home and wait for the delivery, just go straight to, you know, ship to my address, you're done. Also, here's my second tip this year. Don't add Apple Care or a second device to your first purchase immediately. Like tomorrow morning is what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to go get the iPhone, deliver to my house, and that's it. Then I will go in for a second order for my iPhone case, the Apple Watch, and Apple Care. If you don't want to waste time, you can actually get Apple Care the day that you buy your iPhone, that you receive your iPhone. You can go to the website yeah, and buy Apple Care online, and it will still apply. It does this super weird thing where it's like checking the yes. diagnostics. It's yes. so strange. But you can buy Apple Care within a 60 or 90 day window, I think, of you getting the new phone. So you don't have to add all of this stuff as you're getting the phone. You know, everybody's trying to buy the iPhone. It's going to be messy. There's going to be slow loading times. Just go for the phone first, then get all the other stuff. That would be my suggestion. And if you can, don't waste time picking stores for pickup unless you absolutely need to. That's all really good advice. I think people, people should follow it. But after we get ours, piece of piece of advice one is: await for us all to tweet about the fact that we have made our purchases, yes. and then you Just can wait you for can us. Right then remember my tips and apply them. But yeah. first, wait for us. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Casper, the company focused on sleep, dedicated to making you exceptionally comfortable one night at a time. And they do this by making the mattress a mattress and a set of mattresses that are perfectly designed for humans. They have engineering to soothe and support your natural geometry, giving you all the right support in all the right places because... 
ladies and gentlemen. You spend a third of your life sleeping. Don't you want it to be the best it can possibly be? This is why you want a Casper mattress, because they combine multiple supportive memory foams to make a quality mattress with just the right sink and bounce. They are designed and developed in the US, and they have a breathable design to help regulate your body temperature throughout the night. They have over 20,000 reviews online, with an average rating of 4.8 stars, making uh, Casper the internet's favorite mattress, including the favorite mattress of Mr. Stephen Hackett. It's true. We've we've had one for several years now, and it was showed up in a box. We, you know, very famously, Casper, you cut the box open and it sort of pulls air into itself. And uh, ever since, we have enjoyed it. It's great when it's cool outside, but more importantly, if you live in the south, it's great when it's hot outside too, because you don't sink into it. You can. Uh, you can be comfortable no matter the temperature. And you can be sure of your purchase because Casper offers a 100-night risk-free sleep on it trial. They will deliver directly to your door. And if for any reason you don't love it, they have a hassle-free return policy. And because you listen to this show, you can get $50 off select mattress purchases by going to casper.com connected and using the code connected at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. That is casper.com connected and the offer code Connected for $50 towards select mattress purchases. Our thanks to Casper for their support of this show and Relay FM. Apple Watch. This was very interesting because it kind of felt like it was maybe the more exciting product than the phone. Like the Apple Watch seemed to have a lot more going on, a lot more new stuff going on than the phone did. I was pretty excited about that. Like, I, I thought it was pretty good, right? Like, would you agree, Federico, you are a daily devout Apple Watch wearer? Like, are you excited about the Series 4? Oh, yeah, totally. Like, the um, the heart rate stuff, um, even though uh, the uh, the ECG and all that is going to be exclusive to the US uh, initially, but the, the heart rate improvements, like the the new, the improved sensor and the fall detection and all of the changes to the... Yeah, because like, it, it does what? Like low blood pressure now too, right? Like as opposed yeah, to just... it does that. Uh, high, it, and, and what is it? What is it? Yeah, the... Not the, the pressure, the, but... What is it? Something fib. What is that thing uh, called? AFib, atrial fibrillation. AFib, uh, that's it. Yeah, yep, yep, that yep. stuff is super important. And uh, Apple worked with Stanford and other institutions before. Uh, stuff like the Apple Heart Study. Uh, it was based on detecting atrial fibrillation, for example. And now this is going to be a native feature of the of the Series 4. So this stuff is impressive, and um, especially for workouts like the new activity phases and the complications... Um, I really, I really like what Apple has done here, um, and the fact that there's going, the the sort of, there's going to be not only functional changes but also visual changes in the software. Um, so the fact that the UI is more rounded and um, these new complications and watch faces that you only get on the Series Four, that to me makes it a really compelling upgrade. And for the first time, I can get cellular, but with the caveat that my um ISP um still doesn't support <laughs> cellular watch. So what can you do about well, that? Like can you just get the the watch on a different carrier? I can get the watch and wait. So uh, I went to the app right. to the Apple website and they said uh, for now we only support Vodafone uh but my provider is Telecom. So uh, Apple, as a message, says, don't worry, uh, new new companies are added at a regularly. 
So I assume that uh, Telecom in t- uh, Italy mm. will... I'm j- just going to tell you, right? So hold this is on, the second watch. Hold on. Brings with it the second carrier in the UK, right? So like, slow. If I don't see Tim, which is the name of my <laughs> provider. Uh, hey, Tim. Uh, Hi, it's Tim. If I don't see Tim added uh, within the next uh, couple of months, I'm just going to switch to Vodafone and uh, okay, whatever. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's like I wouldn't rely on sure, them being yeah, no. added, right? Because they seem to they are being added, but they seem to be being added pretty slowly. Yeah. Like we we had EE only for the first year and now Vodafone's being added here too. Um so we have two and we have like six major carriers in this country. What? Right. So like Yeah, what what gives me hope is uh, somebody actually told me this on Twitter that Apple has done some work to support a specific LTE band. Uh, I think band 32 that only Vodafone and Tim use in Italy and in another country. Mm. So it's an LTE band that is used by like three carriers worldwide. The other, the the second country, I don't remember which one, but in Italy, this LTE band that the iPhone now supports, um, it works with Tim and Vodafone. So somehow I think it's all related that Tim is going to be next to support the Apple Watch because they're working with Apple anyway. Uh, I don't know. But if it doesn't happen within, I don't know, November, I'm just going to switch and whatever. I just, I really want to have a cellular watch. So we'll see. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I get that. Um, they're bigger. Mm. The screens are bigger, but the watches are bigger. They're like a millimeter to two millimeters different in each direction. I think people are going to be surprised that how much bigger those things feel. Like the, the, the millimeters in a phone don't really mean anything, but when you're putting something on your wrist... It means something. I, they look bigger, and I think they're going to feel bigger. Uh, I think people will get used to it, right? Um, because you just do. But I'm surprised. You know, Apple has been uh, heralded for a long time of making 38 millimeter watches because they're great for people with smaller wrists. Well, like they don't make that anymore. 40 is the smallest now, um, and so I'm I'm intrigued to see what the real world consumer response will be like like when more people with different body sizes start getting these things like is it going to be a shame so like i am there will be a 40 millimeter in this house for adina for my wife and she is tiny um so i am super intrigued to see what she thinks about the 40 millimeter like if it's going to be too big for her or not the uh there's a tweet from our friend uh casey liss I can't be. Is sure. he a dear friend or just a friend? Uh, uh, I don't want to go. I don't want to go crazy. Acqu- acquaintance of the show, I would say. Uh, I would say frenemy of the show. Frenemy of the show. Frenemy of the show. Frenemy of the show. Okay. Frenemy of the show. Casey List. I uh, did the thing we all did several years ago, where like you print out the size of the watch and like try it on. I think, I think he said further down this thread, and I think some other people chimed in that they wear the the 42 now, but they're going to go to the 40 because the 44 feels too big. Uh, this is a deal where like, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. I'm not ordering one tomorrow, but uh, I may at some point in the future, but I think I would try them on if you have any question. And uh, cause it is a big jump. I also, because I like poking at the Apple press sometimes, even though we are the Apple press uh, people always slam other smart watch makers for not having a 38 millimeter watch and now apple doesn't have a 38 millimeter watch like they've gotten that, that's what i was getting at, bigger right? like that's what i'm getting at 
Mm-hmm. And I think that that's interesting to see that. I'm so I'm intrigued to see what people's reaction is because in theory it should be that it's too big because that was the whole. It was like a big narrative yeah. around the fact. But that people said so the same thing about Android phones and camera bumps. Like we all just accept it when Apple does it. So people should go for a walk. But they are bigger. Uh, but I think critically they are thinner. Like <laughs> that. That's the thing that I'm most excited about in the design change. Because if you wear it with a jacket or a, a dress shirt or something, it's a little bulbous at times. Now it's smooth, flat, smooth and flat. Yeah, I think that is. I think that is nice. It is worth mentioning, though. Like you know, you're saying about like going down to the forty that you will lose the compatibility of all the bands you have. That is true. That because thirty-eight are compatible with the forty, so. It's just worth mentioning, like, you know, and you can make your decision however you want, but if you've got an impressive band collection, then you have to keep the kind of the big one or the small one for that. Um, they're slightly more expensive. Yeah. Right? The Series 4 with GPS starts at $399. Uh, the cellular models are $100 more. They're 499 and The addition is gone, but they're keeping the three around at $279. Which is great. The, you know, the, they mm-hmm. did that with the Series 1... This is a, a clear pattern for them. And the Series 3, some people in the chat room were talking earlier, like, should you upgrade from the 3 to the 4? If you've got a 3 and, and you're on the fence, like, the three's really good. And it's going to stay really good. I think the 3 will mm-hmm. age better than, definitely than the original did, but even even this, the Series 1 or 2. This does feel like the most compelling upgrade since the original, I, though. I, I think it is, because the design is so different. And, you know, the bigger screen. Yeah, the bit screen is bigger, better sensors. Like, if you have ever upgraded... It feels like you sh- should upgrade to this one, right? Like if you've upgraded at all, it feels like you would, you get a benefit out of that. Like they've got the uh, that stainless gold. I will say, if I was buying one of these, I'm not buying one for myself. That's the one I would buy. It looks really good. I love, I love the way that looks. That it's a very good looking watch. What do you guys think about the stainless gold? Yeah, I I think it's gonna. I think it looks good, but I think I will be bored soon of the gold color, so I prefer something a little more... It will age quicker. Yeah. It will definitely age quicker. Like all of the kind of the super fancy ones, right? Like the ceramics and the additions and all that, like they all aged quicker. And whilst this isn't that, it's the closest to that. Um, because gold makes more of a statement than silver or or like or like the regular steel, right? Or the... Or the the darker ones, you know, like the lighter or darker ones, it makes more of a statement. And gold goes with less, right? Like it, mm-hmm. from a fashion perspective, because yeah. it's it is more vibrant. But I really like it. Mm-hmm. I really like it. I think it looks great. And the gold Milanese loop, very nice. I think it looks very nice. Did they do a gold link bracelet? I don't think they did. No, they never did that. It was rumored. There right? was like for a second. Well, no, they made one for Karl Lagerfeld. Oh, I think you're right. They gave him a gold edition with a gold link bracelet. Back when Johnny uh, thought that they were going to be a fashion company, like a luxury brand. Um, you know, ac- actually looking at the website, the only stainless steel bands are the Milanese. I think the link bracelet's gone. How huh, interesting. I think it's interesting that the the fashion aspirations were like a short-lived adventure for Apple. Like looking back... I think it's because they, they didn't know... Mm-hmm what it was for. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's fascinating <laughs> right? to see like this kind of pivot that Apple has. Because it wasn't even that. The the real focus on communication mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like they call it like being connected, wink, wink now, right? But that it was much more focused on like watch to watch communication as well. Like they had those, like the three areas, it was like fashion, communication and health and health won, right? Like that was the thing that people seemed to be the most interested in. And whilst they try and make this thing look as good as they can make it, they've really kind of held back on the fashion thing now, right? Like there's only one fashion brand and there's only one fitness brand that they use, right? They have Hermes and Nike. And I think that that kind of tells you a lot of what you need. To well, know and the it, the right? the other part of that is, you know, they used to separate the aluminum like down a step when they initially sold it. The steel was the default, and they've gotten rid of naming the aluminum a mm-hmm. different thing. Uh, they've really, I think, come to grips both in hardware and software and messaging with how people actually use the watch. They just didn't know. I mean, remember that first keynote? Kevin Lynch was like, uh, "It replaces your iPhone." It's like, no, it doesn't. Like, it's for fitness and iMessage, and they've really honed in on that. Uh, the chat room is saying. Uh, Zach is saying that the the link bracelet is like $100 cheaper than it used to be. It's buried on a Series 3 website, and there's no 42-millimeter option. So like it's, I think it's safe to say that thing is, is on its way out. But, yeah, they've definitely refined this, right? The fact that the edition doesn't exist anymore is another thing about that, right? Like, they're, they're kind of reining in the fashion aspect. And all of the like the 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 press stuff shows health quite significantly mm-hmm. right like it's always a focus on health and they have a an interesting focus about uh, they did another one of those life-saving videos um and this one made me cry because uh, our friend james is in it because he told his story about how the apple watch pretty much saved his life uh it is an incredible video this one is um is is really good. They have like a couple of stories, right? They have a story of a, a father and son, um, and the son had some heart trouble, and they had a story of a, a guy who got kind of lost, marooned in the ocean on a like a um, way like a kite surfing, and then a, a a mother and her young baby who got rear-ended and was in a pr- or like side like like a hit pretty badly in a car, and were able to call emergency services. This video is is it is it will get you man it's very emotional it's very 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 nicely done and i like these videos because i watch it and i'm like i know i know that there's always a focus apple really tries to show like how that technology saves the world and makes people's lives better and sometimes lays it on a bit thick but like i can't argue with these because these are all true stories right like at this point, we know two people that have like personally who have been in this vi- these videos. Like these are true stories of people, and there was like another one a couple of days ago, right? Of, like um, a CNET writer mm-hmm. who had a, a very similar yep. thing, right? Where like the iPhone detected a heart condition. Like it's very impressive. Like and I and and I, and I think to myself like, and as well like you look at the fall detection. I'm like hmm. Would it be good for me to maybe like or like, and I think a lot of people are thinking this now, like for older relatives, like just give them an Apple Watch, but like just wear this uh, because yeah, yeah. I mean, if I had a, a family member in that situation, so the fall detection. Should back up a second. There's a new accelerometer and gyroscope in this watch, and they talked about you know how it works, and so if you fall either like down, backwards, or forwards, it will basically like alert you. Hey, do you need help? Do you need to call emergency services? But here's the kicker. If you if the watch detects no movement after sixty seconds, like after a fall, say you fall and you hit your head and you're unconscious or, or worse, it will place the emergency call automatically. 
that is like Apple at it, and especially the Apple Watch at its very best. It's absolutely yep, great. I love it. So, uh, what what's happening, Stephen? You're not buying one, right? I'm not. I'm going to hold off, uh, partially because, well, mainly because the I, my iPhone I'm ordering is is really expensive, and uh, and I still, mm-hmm. you know, want to see what they're going to do with the Mac in the fall. So, um, I'm going to hold off. The other thing is too is I let, well, I'm not. I haven't left the Apple Watch behind like you have, Mike, but I generally only wear it now on days that I exercise. So, you know, three or four days a week I wear it, and the other three or four days a week I wear a, a, a old-style watch. And so for something I'm not wearing every day anymore, it's a bit uh, it's a bit expensive. I think I will at some point do this, but not on, uh, not on day one, not this time. Okay. What about you, Federico? I'm going to get the 44... Um, what's the model name? Forty-four aluminum cellular. Um, okay. with the probably with the uh, light gray uh, sport loop because I really don't want another white sport ba- silicon band. I have like three of those. If <laughs> uh, you ever do, you have any of the sport loops? I do. I'm wearing one right now. It's a red one. It's the Nike I just, one. I just bought my first one not too long ago. I don't like the way that it looks, especially with the stainless steel, but uh, I've been using my watch for sleep tracking, and it's great to sleep in. Tomorrow morning is going to be really busy. So what color aluminum did I miss that? Gold, space gray, or silver? Uh, silver. Silver. Um, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Standard one. That's my color. It's It goes with everything, so... Uh, it's, it's functional, and I don't want to get stainless steel because I feel like... I used to have a stainless one back in the in the very first Apple Watch, and when I moved to aluminum, I appreciated the reduction in weight. Yeah, uh, it was lighter, and I liked that. And I don't want to go. I like stainless, but I don't like the extra weight. I will be buying the forty millimeter gold aluminium uh, with a pink sand sport band for Adina. That's what she wants. So uh, she's going bold, and I encourage her because I think the gold aluminium looks really look good. good. With a, they use it a lot when you're going through the band selections. They use the gold one a lot, like more than they use the the dark one to show like the band pairings. And I think it looks good. So uh, and I say if I was buying one for myself, I'd get the gold steel. But even though this is a really really great uh, Apple Watch update, like it, it's the in my opinion, the best Apple Watch update that they've done, like year over year, uh, I still don't. I, I wouldn't wear it, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spend the money on it. But there will be a new one in the house, um, so I can try it out. I can play with it. Uh, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get one for myself. I'm gonna get the cellular for her as well. Um, I don't think she's gonna use the cellular, but just in case for the option later on. All right, should we take our final break and then? Uh, why don't we? We made a lot of bold predictions last week. Uh, why don't we take a look at those and see how we did? And I, w- I won, and I won the predictions. I'm, did I'm you? Sure I... Spoilers! Spoilers! I don't, I don't know if you did. We're going to get into that. Hmm, interesting. All right. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by Eero, the company who have built the Wi-Fi system that you want for your home. It is a fast, reliable connection that you can get in every room, even out to the backyard. The new second-gen Eero includes a third 5 gigahertz radio, making it as twice as fast as ever before. Whatever your Wi-Fi needs, Eero will blank your in- blanket your entire home in fast, reliable Wi-Fi. It sits flat on any surface. You just plug it into the wall with the included power adapter, and you're ready to connect your Eero either... Uh, via ethernet or wirelessly and then 
once you've got that, you can set up your beacons. The beacon is a little thing you just plug into the wall. This is something that you can use to extend and expand the coverage of your Wi-Fi to anywhere in the home, any room, any hallway, even out to the backyard. You can get that with the little beacons. They're super tiny, and they even have night lights in them as well, uh, So, which is really just really lovely. So you can have uh, your hallway illuminated by these little beacons. This is how you get an enterprise-grade Wi-Fi system in your home in just a few minutes. You can expect having a full coverage of Wi-Fi around your entire house. Stephen, would you agree? I know you have an Eero set up at home. I do have an Eero set up at home. Our house is L-shaped, and so with a single access point, I really struggled to hit both ends, and the Eero is great. I have the main base station in the center of the house and sort of at the ends of the L, if you will. I have the beacons. Like you said, they just plug in, so you don't have to like have a surface to put them on. One, in fact, is just in a hallway because it doubles as a nightlight. And then I've got a second one out here in the office that's connected via Ethernet back to the house. So I can like go across the backyard on a phone call and not drop the call because I can just seamlessly move between the base stations. It's uh, easy to set up and works reliably every day. You don't have to wait weeks to get a hold of your new Dream Wi-Fi setup. For free overnight shipping to the U.S. or Canada, go to eero.com, E-E-R-O.com, and at checkout, select Overnight Shipping, then enter Connected, and that overnight shipping will be free. So that's eero.com with the promo code connected to get yourself free overnight shipping for your new Eero system. Our thanks to Eero for their support of this show and Relay FM. So we made predictions, and now we have to grade ourselves. Uh, Federico, let's start with you, because I think you went first uh, last time. You said two new iPad Pros. Oh, that was wrong. <laughs> redesigned, redesigned smart keyboard. Well, of course not, because there's no iPad. I work updates for iOS 12. Mm, that was a disappointment. <laughs> what were you hoping for? I don't, I don't even remember he, this. He wanted a productivity iPad. It's what he wanted. Yeah. 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 Can't wait to do some number sheets. Uh, you did get the next three correct. So you had cheaper phone is not called the iPhone 9. Mm-hmm. You had new watch bands. Mm-hmm. And you had Series 4 has multiple changes to watch faces, which uh, mm-hmm. be- beyond the leaked one we had seen, and you were correct on that. Mm-hmm. And as you can see, these items that I got right are the most important ones. That's why I but won. But I think this is about percentage. This is about, no, no, this is about percentage. Wait, 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 wait. No, wait. no. It's not about percentage. It's about the importance of no. the stuff you got right. No. Yes. No. 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 This no. is not. No, no. Th- you are. You. <sighs> who's it important to? Who? Who's it important to? Well, for example, let's take a look at Stephen. Um. Well, I don't know. I, I. So I said, let's go through it. I said no iPads. I said iPhone and Apple Watch only. Got that correct. I said no Macs. Got that correct. I said the names would be the 10C and the 10S. So I got the name 10C wrong. I also got correct that the line would be the 10S, the 9. So again, that name is wrong, but the phone is correct. 8 plus 8, 7 plus 7 SE. So the line is mostly right. I got the SE wrong and the name's mm-hmm. wrong again. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of phones in that list, my friend, that they don't sell anymore. No, just the SE. That's it. Okay. Just- did I sell? Oh, yeah, they do sell yeah. the 7s. All right, so that you got that pretty much right. I'll give you and that. And then I said the iPhone 9 would or, or 10C would come in colors. Again, the only details wrong is the name. Percentage-wise, which is the only reasonable way to measure this, 
I am more correct than Federico. But even if you take his ridiculous way of scoring it by importance, I also come out ahead because the name is the least important detail. The color's more important. The lineup's more important. What they didn't announce is more important. Uh, I'm just saying that for for once, the uh, a voting uh, grading system based on the sort of the the idea of the electoral college would have been would have been successful here. Let's not uh, talk about that. So. What oh, okay. we can agree on is that Mike did miserably. Is that Mike lost? Mike lost. That's what Terribly. matters. <laughs> As the loser, I am going to pick the winner. Ooh, that is what I will well, give myself. Not... Stephen, Stephen won this. Like, I'm sorry, he, Tichi, but Stephen won this. Of course, he's your co-founder. Because of course, you're, gonna, you're biased for Stephen. What it, why, don't we, why don't we consult air power predictions? Okay. Well, and before that, we need to talk about yours. You're not off the hook. All right. New iPads didn't get that. Didn't get a new pencil or keyboard. Nothing on the Mac. I mean, I say that was right. The fact that they said Mojave's coming out, that's nothing for the uh, Mac. Yeah, there was no substantial news on the Mac. So I'll give, I'll upgrade that from orange so, text in the document to green. I got something. Yeah. I said the cheaper iPhone will be called the iPhone 9. I said the only iPhones we see on stage... Hey, the only iPhones we see on stage will be the three yes. we know about, which is true. You got that right. That, but that was like a sub point right. to the nine. I don't know why that's in Whatever. It doesn't matter. You got sub points. You've graded yourself okay, yeah, you're on. Right. You're right about that. I thought the larger phone would be called the 10s Plus because I thought the 10s Max is, would be a ridiculous name. I still think the 10s Max is a ridiculous so name. Uh, new faster face ID. That's true. No, that's correct. It's not, it's not, face ID is faster. It's not new, though. It's not new sensors. I don't care. Like, give myself half a point. Well, Come on. This system is rigged. Like, you're just scoring points based care. on what you like and what you don't but like. But look, it doesn't matter. Just give me something. I still lose. Just give me okay. something. Okay. Uh, and uh, there wasn't some kind of unique case. They did do colors. There wasn't some kind of unique case. Because, like, look, we can say I got three things, but they weren't three, four things. You got more than me, Federico, right? Like, it goes, Stephen, you, me. Mm-hmm. I accept this. Even though... I was correct about the air power. As was I. So let's talk about this. Federico, yeah. did air power ship between our last episode and the keynote? No. What it, happened to it? It got lost. It got disappeared. It's dead, We're never going to see it. We're never going to see it. That is my, my bold prediction. Air power will never exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something... I think something that it is completely dead. Went. Something horrific yes. happened. I think a lot of things caught on fire is what I think happened. Because that really feels like the, like, what would happen to mean that this product would go from getting significant time to never appearing? And I think stuff was overheating, like it was just a technical disaster is what they had on their hands. I don't think we're ever going to see that product now. Like, I think it's, it's dead. It's dead. We, so we should talk about that a little bit. It is uh, still on the website, only on the AirPods page. Yeah, it is, I've seen a lot of people point out that that AirPods page is outdated in a bunch of ways. Like, it's there, there's a lot of products on that page, like old Apple Watches and iPhone Sevens, and <laughs> yeah, it's like there's that page could do with some yeah. some TLC because I think there was they're like they've held off on an AirPods update because of this. Be- because of this, yeah. So here's the deal. You promised a prize. So what are you getting yourself and me and not Federico? I don't know. Well, so see, that's how it works. You two are the co-founders of Relay and just you just assign points to each other. What are you talking about? You, what are you talking the about? The system is rigged against This is me. madness. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, we didn't stop this air is, power from occurring. This is a conspiracy against yeah, me. I, d- I just texted Phil Schiller. I was like, hey, man. 
I need you to hold off on this because I want you. Uh, you two run the company and decide how to assign points. You are the one who wanted a prize in the first place. <laughs> We're only discussing a prize because you demanded yeah, like, a trophy. You demanded a prize, <laughs> which I still I have nothing. I have nothing for a prize. But look, Federico, you did a good job. You got fifty percent of your stuff right. But you didn't get as many things correct as Stephen did. It's more like I would say it's more like sixty percent because really I work is uh, doesn't really does. You chose six things, mm. three of them were right. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> I work and I work update for iOS twelve. What would it even include? Like what is new in iOS just, twelve that just, I work would support? You you wouldn't understand. You you don't use iOS. Yeah. What are they going to do? They're going to have shortcut <laughs> support? Yeah, what are they going to do on the Mac? Hey, hey, Siri, add a row to what my table. What are they going to do on the Mac? In my budget support, spreadsheet. Support touch screens? This is oh, going well. in, a, in, a, in a direction that I didn't expect. Like, I don't know why we're in this situation. We're in this situation because my grading needs to be higher. It's not 50%. It's a like 60% because the things I got wrong are like accessories to the, to okay. the main... You got 60%. Thank you. You got 60%. Stephen's like 75 or 80 yes, at least. Yes, he won. Hey, hey boys. Boys. All right, boys. okay. I'm going okay. to end Fine. the show before we Stephen, break up. You got... No, no, no. Stephen, you got 80% of stuff. Federico got 60%. I got 40%. That works. Done. All See? right. All right. <laughs> I'm going to end it. We're done. There's probably going to be an episode next week, but if there's not, then we love you. I quit. Sorry. I've quit. I've quit. I'm done. <laughs> if you want to read uh, some links, some articles we've linked to, for some reason you haven't seen pictures of the new iPhone, they'll be linked in there too. Uh, relay.fm slash connected slash 209. There'll also be a link to the B-sides I did with John talking about creative selection. Uh, go check that out. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that from that website. You can do it via something called email, which I think some people still use. But if you want to send us something on Twitter, you can do that as well. Federico is there as Vitici. Follow me on Instagram. Whoa. I, I, That's what I'm saying. Okay. I just Twitter, okay, man. Okay. Like, I just, we'll I share our Instagram it, handles right? this week. Federico, what's your Instagram handle? Everyone knows our Twitter mm-hmm. handles by this point. My Instagram handle is John Voorhees. Okay. <laughs> It's a lot of pictures of Converse tennis shoes. <laughs> and Chicago. He loves really Chicago. Um, Federico loves Chicago. <laughs> My Instagram handle is the same as Twitter. It's V-I-T-I-C-C-I. I'm the same person everywhere. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. about you, Mike? Who are you on Instagram? i Mike. i Mike. I am Y-K-E. I am not ISMH on Instagram due to a <laughs> clerical not, error. Don't go there. God, don't go there. Uh, they blocked me, so I don't know what's there anymore. But uh, oh, no, really? I, I sent them a message up. and I said, "Hey, I'd like to have this this name. Can we work out something?" Oh, uh, it's not as bad. All right, it's okay now. Before it was like lots of pictures of like dead animals, <laughs> just yeah, dead animals. Yeah, yeah. It was so. Really bad. It's not I like am Stephen M Hackett on Instagram. So bad. This is what happens, kids, when you rage quit social networks. You lose That's the true. handles. Uh, Mike, we put all those in the show notes. All Instagram handles, people can find us. Yeah, yeah. If you like pictures of old Macs and bicycles, then you're going to love my page. I don't know where we are now because you disrupted me. Uh, so we're not on Twitter anymore, but you can find us on Instagram. Uh, Federico. <laughs> we, are st- we are still there. Like, But, you know, I just feel like it's, it's, it's you know, we, we, can, we're, we can evolve as humans. We can be multiple places. So we're going to be signing up to Mastodon. Yeah. You can find Federico's <laughs> work. Did you have to say that? <laughs> Federico. <laughs> is the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net. So, Federico, Monday you'll be releasing your iOS 12 review 
Is that correct? Yes. Spoilers. <laughs> what? <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> Sorry, spoiler. Uh, spoiler. It's in the twist ending. He says, "Use Windows Phone instead." So. MacStories.net. Keep it locked there on Monday. The review will be up, uh, I guess, midday. Do you know what time, roughly? Yeah, my afternoon. Uh, usually, I try to post it like around 5 p.m., so usually around the time. Hopefully, nothing horrible will happen this year, but yeah. probably I just jinxed myself. So, But if it does, just give it a few minutes, and we'll be ready. So that's, uh, that's midday <laughs> if you're in the... the uh, this hemisphere. This is exhausting, Stephen. Please just give it a few minutes. It's great advice. Just let the website ruminate for a second. <laughs> if my website goes down, just give it a few minutes. If, if you see problems, it's probably your Wi-Fi connection. It's not my fault. Just, <laughs> yeah. just unplug your router and try again. Yeah, you want to have your Mac on Wi-Fi, but your phone on 4G <laughs> and refresh yeah. until it comes back. Yeah. Yes, you gotta you gotta mark Mac stories as a favorite. No, but seriously, we have a new we have a new caching system this year. Actually, we've been using this new system. Oh God, it's new. Yeah, no, well, we've been using it for like uh, a couple of weeks now. Seven, no, like seven or eight months. Like we we added like okay. last year. Okay, I was just like, oh, we've got no, a new no, 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 caching no, no, no. server going in on Sunday. <laughs> this is gonna be fine. It's been up since like last November or something. So all right, yeah. That's good. We should be fine. Great. So look forward to that. I have I've read almost all of it. Uh, it's incredible work. Congratulations. Uh, people should go check it out. You can find Mike on a bunch of shows at relay.fm. If you like this show, I promise you there'll be something else there that you will love. A little bit less than our show, but you'll still love it. And you can find me at 512pixels.net and 512pixels over on the YouTube. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week for uh, making the show possible, Squarespace, Casper, and Eero. And until next week, gentlemen, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Adios.